Hey, Planbury listeners, you can find every episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Listen up, we've got some tea and you all are going to be obsessed. We spoke with the Abercrombie team and they told us that they were going to launch a wedding shop. Well, we lost it because as you know, we are both getting ready to get Abercrombie and hitched. The whole vibe of Abercrombie these days is clothes you'd wear for a perfect long weekend and all their customers were like, hey, we spend long weekends traveling for weddings these days. And then Abercrombie was like, we love that. Let us just give you everything you could ever possibly want and love to wear for all things wedding. So they did. It has everything. Tons of dresses, jumpsuits, pants, swimsuits, pajamas, pantsuits, and all perfectly curated for different events, bachelorettes, brunches, showers, ceremonies as a guest and ceremonies as a bride, reception, and even honeymoon. It is incredible. Check out the Abercrombie Wedding Shop on abercrombie.com. Go shop it now. What's up, my degenerates? Welcome back to another episode of Plan Brie Uncut presented by Barstool Sports. If you're watching on YouTube, I am not in the studio. I'm home, but the camera quality, a million fucking times better, okay? I got a real camera set up. We got it going. We got the good setup. So um, I know I'm not recording in the studio, but I will tell you why right now. So I... If you've been watching any of my social media, if you've been watching my TikToks, if you've been seeing my Instagram stories, I am having a little bit of a crisis, they might say. Um, I am losing my fucking mind and it's okay. Um, you know, sometimes it's okay to lose your mind. I think every time I lose my mind and I go through one of these like episodes where I'm literally having like an existential, I don't even know how to say that word, so I'm going to pretend I didn't say it, existential. It reminds me of um, senior year English class. I'm having an existential crisis. Every time I go through one of these, I feel like I come out on the other end. Hopefully I come out on the other end this time. But I feel like every time I come out as a better person, not necessarily like, oh, now I like, you know, donate and uh, volunteer, that kind of better person. I'm just more aware of myself and I feel better about who I am every time I go through these fucking little episodes. In this episode, I want to talk about not the episode of the podcast, but the mental breakdown episode that I had. Um, I started feeling like I saw everyone going back to school and I saw all these college TikToks. I see all my Snapchat memories coming up of Uh, me moving into college freshman year and then sophomore year and junior year and like all these super happy memories and then I started freaking the fuck out and realizing that that era of my life is fucking over like I'm not going back to school I am a full-blown adult like I dropped out of college I have uh, there's absolutely no way in hell I could go back to being that person where I really had no fucking worries. Like I was still a kid. Like I think you're a kid until you graduate fucking college. And I don't mean a kid, like, you know, right from fucking wrong, but you're still finding out who you are. I think until you're fucking thirties. So you're, you're damn straight a fucking kid. Okay. In college, you're still learning your shit. You're finally out on your own for the first time. And it scares the shit out of me to know that that time of my life is over. And that is what spawned this little episode or like manic fucking breakdown of mine, I got super depressed and just started thinking, 
holy shit, I am a real person. I am an adult now. What the fuck? I know nothing about health insurance. I don't even know what a tax bracket fucking is. I am literally never moving back in with my parents. My parents are fucking old. When do I have to get engaged? When am I supposed to have kids? I was like, what the fuck? I'm an adult. This is fucked up. This is so fucked up. I want to be five years old again, being a stupid idiot, playing with fucking Legos, knowing nothing about the world. So that's how my little mental breakdown started. And then I came home and only God, only God knew that it made it so much fucking worse coming home and being like, oh, remember the times. When you, you used to live here, remember the times when, you know, this was your home and now you live in New York all on your own. I was literally going through it so fucking hard this weekend. I think I'm a little bit better now, but I think it's okay to go through those little fucking phases because... I mean, when it comes down to it, it is fucking scary getting older and realizing, holy shit, I'm not really a little fucker anymore. You know, I can't just go around and really fuck around. I can't just like piss wherever I want anymore. You know, like in college, I would just piss wherever I wanted. I would walk, I would be walking home from a party, pants down, piss in the middle of the street. You know, I'd be walking home from class and I'd be like, damn, I got to piss, can't make it to my dorm. Let me just piss behind this car. You know, a part of growing up is realizing you can't just piss wherever you want, you know, and that was hard for me too. just realizing, uh oh, okay, we got to make it to the bathroom now. And um, I think what a lot of people don't understand, they're, they're probably looking at me in this like mental breakdown is like, fuck you, you have the best life ever, you know, you dropped out of college and you get to drink for a living and like work at barstool and all this shit. And I know, like, I probably sound so ungrateful for what I have and um, the opportunities that I was given. But let me like give it to you in this perspective. Um, There's really no going back to being like, just a normal fucker. And I think that's what really scares me. Like, there's no going back to just having my friends. Those are the only people that knew me. You know, I don't have to worry about my image in a sense. Not that I do. You guys can clearly see that on social media, but it's just a really weird position to be put in and then actually come to the realization that, holy fuck, this is my life now. Like there's absolutely no going back to the normal college Brianna that was there two years ago. Like that girl doesn't exist anymore, sadly, and there's no getting her back. Like sometimes I wish I could just men in black everyone and like erase my existence off social media, not because I hate it or I hate people knowing me, but because I would just love to be back in that sense of, I don't know, fucking mind where I just knew absolutely nothing. You know, I was just completely naive and knew nothing about the world and fucking growing up. And I was just in my own little fucking bubble. And I feel like now I just have to worry about so many other things. And honestly, it's just growing up and growing up fucking sucks. And I don't care. I don't care. I'm always going to act the way that I do. I'm always going to probably be a fucking woman child. I'm just going to be a full grown woman acting like I'm 15. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like who says that we have to grow up and just be fucking these walking fucking bodies that just go to work fucking don't have sex with their significant others. They just pop out kids 
make fucking lunches for them, put them on the bus and then just go to work and be miserable. That's not what my future looks like. And I think that was what spawned this little fucking mental breakdown. So um, if you've been seeing me all over social media freaking out, I'm okay. I go through these a lot. Uh, It just wasn't usually public on social media, but I love sharing them with you because I think we all go through them. And like I said, I always come out on the other side more self-aware and better. Like I need to go through these crazy phases to be who I am because if I wasn't fucking manic and didn't go through this shit like I wouldn't even be an entertaining person I don't think I would be a fun person to be around if I was just super aware and okay with everything in life like it's fun to be a little fucking vindictive sometimes or like be a little uh, cynical like I like to be a little negative I think it's funny sometimes to just be like fuck like the rest of our life is just fucking shit now like I know it's not I do have baby fever. I needed to slip that in. I want to have a fucking kid. What the fuck? I want to have a fucking kid. That's fucked up. That is so fucked up on so many levels. And I know I don't actually want to have a kid, but in my mind, because I'm not going back to college, I'm thinking, all right, well, it's time. It's time to have kids so that you could be friends with your kids and like you could see them go through college and you could live through them. But I don't want to be that mother that's living through their fucking children. But I also said on my other podcast, because we got high the other day, that I just want to be a single mom and I want to raise my kid like a wolf, but not like a wolf child. Like, like, you know, the fucking furry fucking people that I hate. I don't want to raise my kids like that. I just want to raise my kid like a fucking wolf. Like I just, I pop my kid out from day one. It's on its own, right? Like I have my kid, I'll feed it. I'll feed it until it can feed itself. I'm not naming it until it can speak. It's just going to fucking exist and it's going to make its own decisions. It's going to be independent and it's going to be the fucking shit. My kid's going to be the shit. It's just going to literally be running around my house, do whatever the fuck it wants because he can or she can because it can. And it's just going to be fucking sick. You know, that little fucker. She could live in the woods for all I know. You know, she could she could homeschool herself. Like, I just want to have a kid and see what happens. Like, I want to this is kind of fucked up. I'm not going to do it because I know it's like inhumane or whatever, but I just want to like have kids and raise them all completely different, right? Like I just want to pop out three kids, three years, raise one, like an independent wolf, right? Like I just, that one feeds itself. And like, I I teach it how to do everything. And then I'm like, figure it out. And then I raise another one where I coddle the shit out of it, right? It's like a little mama's boy. I don't know why I'm just saying boys. I really want boy children. I don't think I can fuck with the girl. I don't think the girl would fuck with me. So I'm going to raise my second kid as like a mama's boy. Like I do everything for him. I fucking go to his PTA meetings and shit. Like I'm his soccer coach. Like I'll raise that one like that. And then my third kid, I want to raise that one like strict. Like I'm a mean motherfucker, right? And then it's like, a, it's basically like a study. It's going to be an experiment and I'm going to be like studying them their whole entire lives. And I'm going to see who grows up to be the most successful and which way of parenting works the best. Wolf child, coddle the baby, strict parent. And then I could write a book about it and, you know, set my kids off free. I'm a single mom and then I'll be fucking rich. That's basically where I'm at. And I think that's a great fucking idea, to be honest. I think that's a great fucking idea. And I'm really excited about it. Anyways, that was just a little ramble for the beginning of the podcast episode. We do have a lot of things to talk about today. We, 
All right, guys, quick little commercial break for you already know my fucking favorite shit, nectar sunglasses. I'm home right now and I forgot to bring my sunglasses with me. I wish I could put them on for this YouTube video. I wish I could have worn them the whole episode. I feel like I would have looked a lot cooler and it would have made my mental breakdown feel a lot cooler, too. So, you know, whenever you're going through a mental breakdown, I also feel like uh, sunglasses are a necessity and you don't want to pay too much, but you want good ones. You want cute ones. So you should get them at Nectar. Uh, Nectar offers so many fucking options. They have so many cute ones, so many colors, so many different styles, you know? You know, sometimes I feel like a badass and I want to wear some badass sunglasses. And the next day, I feel like a little princess and I want to wear some princess sunglasses. Nectar Sunglasses has it all for you. And you already know they're East Coast gang. So uh, if you guys want to hop on the Nectar Wavelength, you can. And also for my listeners, they're offering a special offer, a buy one, get one deal, which means you get two for the price of one. I mean, it's just stupid if you don't fucking use this fucking offer. So we love our Nectar Sunglasses. Make sure to visit NectarSunglasses.com slash Plan Brie to get your own today. And you can get two for the price of one. Okay, let's get back to the show. We have a little bit of TikTok updates that I think are fucking stupid. Okay, so last week on BFFs, we talk about how like the Sway Boys are broken up or whatever. Okay, Josh has been saying for so fucking long that the Sway Boys aren't a thing anymore. So if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, fucking Bryce went on. What did he say? I think he went on a podcast yeah, he went on a podcast and said that Noah Beck and Blake Gray went behind his back and got a house without him while Bryce was out like looking for a house for all of them, which I do agree. And I did feel bad for him. That's kind of fucked up. Like, imagine you're looking for a house for you and all of your friends. And then you find out that they get a house behind your back without you. That's pretty fucked up. Like on Noah Beck and Blake Gray's part, obviously, we don't know the fucking inside of that we don't know their real relationship with Bryce but the way that Bryce put it Blake and Noah should have at least gave this fucker a heads up and been like hey you know we want to be brand safe we can't really make videos with you uh we're gonna be moving out and not living with you like that's something that if you on social media are saying that you guys are all fucking best friends you live together you're the sway boys then you should give Bryce the decency of fucking telling him that you're moving out without him I think that was a little bit fucked up so so then Bryce went on to say that like the sway boys are done uh there's no more of them and you won't see them together anymore the sway boys have been fucking done like how many times have Josh had to say on BFFs that the sway boys are fucking done and also like I've just talked to him about it before like he doesn't even live with them he lives in a completely different house they barely rarely ever see each other they don't really do things off camera together and they were never really like this super connected friend group they were content creators and they were making content together like they knew what they were doing and I think what a lot of people off social media don't understand is like the people in these houses together and I'm not just talking about sway boys I'm talking about all of these content houses they're not real best friends right like these are people that have met I don't know a year ago some a week ago some a month ago and then they go into a house together and create content together these these aren't like best friends from middle school that move move in together and are expected to have this friendship that lasts forever and it's them together forever. Basically, a content house is people coming together, trying to jumpstart their own careers, and they're waiting for the moment that they get big enough so that they can leave the content house. Like that is what a content house is. It's basically like a fucking stepping stone to getting on your own and to making it on your own, which I, I don't think a lot of people understand. And I think the only friend group that I've seen on social media that's what 
I think a real friend group and our actual friends is the vlog squad. And obviously not all of the members, you know, shit has come, you know, shit has failed. People have left, people have fought, but through thick and thin, I think that's like the only house and you know, it's not a house. I don't know, squad on fucking social media that are genuinely friends and that actually care about each other, regardless or not of what you guys think, like from the shit that I've seen and I know and people I've talked to, I think that that is like the only group of friends on social media that are really actual friends, you know? And it's kind of weird to see all of these people on social media who started off being besties or started these houses together just kind of completely fade away from each other. And what I thought was interesting was Noah Beck in his GQ article, he stated that like he thought the whole time Dixie and Griffin were together that it was fake and they didn't really want to be around each other and it wasn't like a real relationship, which I could 100% see, you know, and it, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that their relationship was fake. I think that they were spending all this time together because they were all making this content together, right? They were all in these houses together. It was basically like, okay, I think you're hot. You think I'm hot. Let's just be together because we spend so much time together fucking anyway. Like they didn't even need to have anything in common. They were just surrounded by each other all the time. So they're like, let's fucking date, which I could totally see. And it doesn't mean their relationship was fake. I think it was just a bad relationship to begin with and it shouldn't have started. But then Griffin rebuttaled and he tweeted, he was like, LA, fuck this shit. LA is just full of stupid people that uh, don't give a shit about you. It's just people trying to climb their way to the top. That's why I got the fuck out of this shithole. Yeah, I mean retweet like not that I moved out but that's what I've been trying to say to you guys forever LA is just full of people that do not give a fuck about anybody besides themselves all they want to do is climb the ladder be the best be the best on social media they're clout chasers they're clout farmers and what what I think about myself and I find this really weird and this is why sometimes I have a lot of self-doubt that I won't make it in social media or I won't um, you know, ever become bigger is because I have no desire, literal no fucking desire to collaborate with anyone. I have no desire to like go out to LA and make videos with people. Like I've had so many opportunities to go and do shit with like people that other creators would die for, for the clout, you know? And I just literally have no fucking desire. Like I don't want to go hang out with people that I know I don't like, that I talk shit about in my own head. I don't want to go hang out with these people, make videos to what? To clout, like to do all this clout chasing. It really fucking bothers me and I hate it. And I have no desire to go to LA and do that shit. I have no desire to meet up with people when they come to New York. I literally would rather just like vlog my life, do my own shit, show you who I am, than trying to fucking climb my way to the top like the people do in LA not that there's anything wrong with that really because that's how the world works it's like you gotta make it somehow and I think it's a fucked up thing to say but in a lot of successful jobs you get to step on a lot of people 
which is just fucked up. And that's why I'm like, I don't think I could ever be that successful. Like I could be mediocre, right? Like I could be cool. I could have the people that love me and watch me and stick with me for a while, but I could never be like so cutthroat where I'm just out here using people left and right, where I'm just going to different fucking houses and making videos and just talking shit about people and fucking using people and making fake friendships. Like I don't have the capacity in my heart to do that and that's why I always get so worried that I'm not going to be successful in social media and then the only thing that keeps me going really is Jenna Marbles because she's been a huge inspiration to me forever like that she's my number one person that I've not necessarily looked up to forever but that I have kind of modeled I guess looked up to but how do I want to say this? Like Jenna Marbles, I feel like she paved the way for influencers or YouTubers, just content creators in general, who genuinely just want to share what they do with you and share themselves with you rather than like this collaborative uh, clout chasing, like collaboration type of YouTube that we see with everyone, right? Like every single YouTuber always finds themselves in this like new friend group and they're they're trying to hang out with people who also have a big following just to try to connect it all and like put all these paths together and make themselves bigger which I get it but Jenna Marvels has had done it all on her own really it was always just Jenna and then she had Julian and I just really would rather share myself with you than be fucking miserable and trying to make all these connections with people that I fucking hate. To be honest, I fucking hate everyone on social media. There's people always ask me all the time, who do you watch? Who do you like? Like, I don't know. I don't really fucking enjoy anyone. I think a lot of the content that's out is fucking trash. And don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting here and saying that I put out the best fucking content in the world or that my content is even good. I'm just saying I hate a lot of shit on social media. And I think it's turned into a fucking hot or not contest. I really think it has. And I don't think social media used to be like that. I think social media before TikTok was really about who is talented and who is not, who could be captivating, who could bring in an audience, who was relatable, who was funny, who was talented. And now it's just like, who's hot, who has the coolest lifestyle and who hangs out with the coolest people? Okay, that's who I like. That's who I'm going to follow. And it's just so fucked up because people who are actually talented have to work 10 times harder than the people who are fucking just gaining followers from being hot to even get a fraction of what those pretty privileged people have, you know, like people who are actually funny. I see people busting their ass on TikTok, making content, like making videos, actually creating their own ideas, coming up with punchlines and jokes and fucking camera work and shit. I see people busting their ass on TikTok, getting 10,000 views, and then you scroll and it's just someone who's hot, 20 million followers. And it's just... I know that's just how the world is now and I don't really want to just sit here and complain about it, but I do think that it's fucked up that people who are actually talented have to work 20 times more fucking harder than someone who just gains followers off of pretty privilege, pretty privilege, fuck, pretty privilege to just gain, you know, a fraction of what those people have. And I sit here and I think about it all the time and I'm like, why am I even wasting my fucking time? What am I doing? I'm never going to be like those people. I'm just not like those people. And those are the people that are successful in this industry. So it's, it's really frustrating. And 
I know I kind of do different shit. I mean, I do all these podcasts and I'm not just a TikToker, but you know, TikTok is the fucking new wave and there's just so many people. There's so many influencers nowadays. Everyone has a million followers on TikTok. Everyone has a hundred thousand, you know, like every single person has followers now. So it's like, what makes me different? What makes people want to even listen to me? And I know that there's so many of you guys out there that do love me and listen to me, but it's just frustrating because it's like, what even makes me different? And, And that was kind of part of my fucking mental breakdown too. I was just like, what the fuck? Why am I special? Why am I even doing this shit? Nobody fucking cares. But, you know, at the end of the day, this is my job. I really fucking enjoy it. And I don't care if I had 10 followers. If I had 10 million followers, I enjoy doing this shit. And I don't know how long it will last. Like, I don't know how long I can live off of this shit. But I'm going to do it until I can't. And I just hope you guys fucking stay along with the journey. I'm super excited. I just got some great news. I'm finally going to be able to get a good apartment. I'm finally going to be able to get out of this like horrible mental space that I've been in living in my shitty, tiny New York apartment Um, in November, November 1st. I will have a great new real apartment. Okay, and I'm you guys don't understand what it's like. I'm sure actually some of you can relate just like living. I'm basically I live in a hostel, right? Where I just come, I drop my shit and I leave like it's just a fucking closet. It's horrible. I hate it. It's not nice. There's there's no amenities. It's just like a shitty little building and it's so tiny. I have so much shit. Am I just going to complain this whole episode? Yeah, I have one more thing to complain about, which is kind of funny. Okay, so I'm sitting on TikTok lately. And I'm seeing all of these people. I might come off as an asshole right now. I don't really care. I see all of these people, right, post these TikToks of them bawling their eyes out. I see one girl, her whole account, her her account name is like Sad Girl, and her whole account is her just screaming, crying, okay, with her full face in the camera. I would get it if this shit was anonymous, but it's not. Her full face in the camera, the one TikTok was her bawling her eyes out saying, Like, my boyfriend just left, and I don't think I'm ever going to see him again. Like, he just left for college, and, like, I'm just so upset. I want to talk about how his day was, bawling her eyes out. It's like, dude, don't you think this is something you should text your boyfriend? Isn't he going to fucking see this? Does, Does none of your friends have TikTok? Like, people will be posting the most out of pocket shit, bawling their eyes out saying like, I just got bullied at the lunch table. It's like, oh my god, you're gonna get bullied more tomorrow if you post this. I don't care where anyone's logic is. Like, if you post a TikTok on this huge platform of you bawling your eyes out about all of your problems, it's like they're only gonna get worse. Like, do do not post about how you miss your boyfriend and you want to text him, but you don't want to bother him. Don't post that. Motherfucker's going to see it. Think you're fucking... Just text your boyfriend. Just straight up text your boyfriend. Why are you crying on TikTok? Crying on social media... I I get it. Like, some, it's, a, it's a good escape for some people. It's not... It's not making much sense to me. Why are you crying on... Why, why are you doing that? I think crying is something personal... I think we should be personal about that. Why are you going to fall your eyes out on social media? I think it's going to make your problems worse. And I think, I think anyone who posts a screaming, crying video, airing all their shit out when they feel better the next day or, you know, the next week, they're going to look at that and be like, why the fuck did I post this? Okay. So here, let's do a rule. If you, cause I don't want to say that you can't post crying videos. Who am I to say that? Right. Post whatever you want. But I think a good rule for posting crying videos is you take it 
okay? You write your caption and shit, you draft it. You wait until you feel better, okay? You wait until you're feeling a little bit better, maybe the next week, and then you rewatch it. I can guarantee you're going to cringe. But you can rewatch it and say, all right, I still want to post that. Or you can rewatch it and say, thank fucking God I didn't post that. I think that is a good rule of thumb for crying videos on social media. You know, I just don't get it. I never have. I never will. I don't I don't want to be an asshole, but I'm going to be an asshole. I think it's weird. I don't think we need to cry on social media. It's it's just call call a therapist, you know, get some get some help on betterhelp.com slash plan Bree. Like, you know, just do that shit instead of doing it on fucking TikTok. I don't think that's the way to go about it. I think this world has become fucked up. Can you imagine if what these fuckers in middle school that have fucking TikTok and that use TikTok as a diary, can you imagine what they're going to be like? When they're like our age, when they're my age, when these kids are 22, they're going to be, first of all, incapable of social interaction because all they do is social interaction on their phone. They're going to be incapable of like um, of communicating their feelings because they, they, they just do it through the phone. They're not going to be able to sit down and have a conversation with you with eye contact because every five seconds they're going to have to check their phone. The generation below us is just so fucked, dude so fucked but they're good looking at least they're good looking I think the world is just going to shit you know how everyone's like the world is gonna only get better you know because we're, we're gonna get more technology and you know we're gonna be more advanced and everyone's gonna be smarter it's like no I think everyone's just getting hotter and stupider I think everyone's realizing that you can just get by in life by being hot and stupid that you don't even need to get a fucking degree. Like, I think that is what the sad world is coming to. People are just like, I don't need to be smart. I could get a boob job and be famous and move to Hollywood. It's like, okay, then you're also going to like turn into a fucking escort and your life's going to go downhill and you're going to look back and be like, oh, fuck. I wish I didn't get that boob job and I wish I went to college. I just think the world is turning into a horrible, horrible, scary place. And we're watching it crash and burn before our eyes. And here I am taking part in it. You know, I am part in this, which is so fucking sad. All right, guys, another quick commercial break for something that is going to be fueling my fucking body for this college tour, Revitalite Black Label. I have been living off Revitalite for ever since they fucking sent me a case in my house when I was still in college and I didn't understand like that I was going to get shit sent to me. I remember getting my first box of like shit and it was Revitalite. And I'm not kidding. It was like eight boxes full of like 40 of them in each case I had cases on cases of this shit and it it went gone I like gave it to my whole fucking college campus it went gone it went gone why am I talking like that it was gone in fucking a month like 80 fucking boxes of this shit just gone because it's so good and everyone needs a fucking hangover helper and Revitalite is the best hangover helper uh it's also good because you can get it in stores like it's super convenient you don't need to make two trips you can get it in liquor stores and convenience stores I found it at my bodega on my street and I was so fucking fired up although I do just steal it from the office so that I don't have to pay for it but you guys aren't as privileged as me to have that so you're gonna need to find where you can get it so you can pick up your Revitalite Black Label today in store or online at the Barstool store and tweet us or tag us at Drink Revitalite in your morning after stories I love to see it and so does everyone else at Barstool but um while I was on that subject and when I was thinking about um, my mental breakdown and like I wish I was younger, I started kind of thinking about some horrible, embarrassing shit I did when I was younger. I don't think you guys are ready for this story. It's fucking so embarrassing. I'm not even ready for this story. 
I don't want to even talk about this story. But anyways, so I, uh, I was thinking about how I was a real person. Like I used to exist in 2012. Like I can't even comprehend that. I don't know if you guys ever feel that way, but sometimes I'm like, holy shit. Like I existed 10 years ago. I, I don't even know who that person was. Like I cannot fathom the fact that I exist and that like there are past versions of me. It scares the fucking shit out of me. And I smoke too much where I get so freaked out about this shit. Like if I was high right now, I would probably start having hives on my neck because this shit freaks me out. So I was thinking about it and I was like, holy shit, I was a real fucking person in fifth grade. Like I was this little fucker walking around in fifth grade with buck ass teeth and pimples on my face, just walking around talking shit. Like what the fuck was going through my head when I was in fifth grade? That is so crazy to think about. So I started doing some, you know, deep self-reflection and thinking about the person I was when I was in, you know, middle school. And, you know, these memories started shooting back. Oh, and they started coming back fast. And I started fucking cringing. I, I almost started crying, realizing that I was this person. So I'm going to tell you a little story. All right. So in fifth grade, I had this crush. And I don't even think it was a crush. Um, I was fully ready to spread my legs and give myself to this other fifth grader, right? Like this wasn't a crush. This was more of I'm going to marry this man and I'm going to do whatever it takes to get this man to be mine. And I am 10 years old. So this is when the crush started. It lasted a solid, solid five years, solid six years. And I never gave up. So um, let's go back to when it started. I told everyone about it. I told everyone I was in love with him. Um, I told him I was in love with him. I told his parents I was in love with him. I told my parents I was in love with him. Anyone that listened to me, basically, I was like, see him? Yeah, that's mine. He doesn't know yet. That fucker's mine. This fucking fifth grader with buck ass teeth, a fucking huge nose, a fucking unproportionate body walking around saying this fucker's mine. So as I'm walking around saying this fucker's mine to everyone, you know, everyone's like, no, he's not like this. This kid was the stud of the grade. Like every girl was in love with him. He's the fucking stud of the grade. Here I am thinking he's mine. So I'm walking around, you know, with a half chub being like, this is my guy. This is my fucking guy. Hands off, ladies, because everyone's fighting for him. But here I am, like actually telling people he's mine. So it gets to the point where I'm in this motherfucker's Facebook messages every day, you know, just spilling my guts out spilling my fucking guts out, telling him I love him, telling him to give me a chance. And I mean, this motherfucker basically had three guns to my head shooting me down. That's how hard he was shooting me down. This motherfucker had a machine gun to my head shooting me down. That's how hard he was passing on me, okay? He was machine gun to my head. And I'm like, no, I'm not giving up. Like, love is real. Love is real. I am yours. You are mine. He couldn't have fucking shot me faster. So... He's, he's just giving me hard no's after and after another message. No, Brianna. No, I do not like you. I do not like you. Do I have to spell it out? I do not like you. Okay, here's where it gets fucked up. This guy is also my best friend. Okay, he's in my friend group. I've had the same friend group since fifth grade. Okay, we're still the same friend group. So this fucker is in my friend group. So I'm... I'm getting all deep. I'm getting in my Drake mode on fucking Facebook chatter on my MacBook fucking desktop at night writing love notes, maybe 
even sexting him saying, oh, yeah, no, I'm just thinking about you. In fifth grade, I'm doing this. I'm writing him love letters. And then I'm going to school the next day and pretending that this wasn't me, that 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 wasn't me. I didn't do that. Come on. We're just friends. That wasn't me. And I did this for a while. I did this up until like seventh grade. Okay, I did this up until seventh grade. And oh, this is so embarrassing. Okay, so it gets to a point where he's shooting me down so hard. I'm just in denial. You know, I was in straight denial. I was like, no, like, I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him. So it came to the point where I came up with this big elaborate lie. I told all of my friends, which keep in mind, are also his best friends. We are in the same friend group, same friend group. We all live in the same neighborhood. So I tell my friends, which are also his friends, that we are dating secretly. Okay. So I tell them, guys, you know, we're dating. I go over to his house all the time. But, you know, you can't really say anything because he doesn't want anyone to know. Uh, I even came up. There was, I don't know what movie was out at the time. I think it was Insidious in middle school. I told the, I told everyone that we went and we saw Insidious together. Okay. I told the, everyone that we were dating, but you could not tell him that you know because it's a secret and he doesn't want his parents to find out. Okay. So here I am blabbing my little buck tooth mouth around the fucking school saying that I'm dating this motherfucker. So obviously someone fucking tells him that I'm saying this shit. Oh my God, I'm, I'm getting secondhand embarrassment thinking of how humiliating this was. And this motherfucker comes up to me because he's like my best friend. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, why the fuck are you telling people that we're holding hands seeing Insidious and that we're fucking dating when I basically held a machine gun to your head and shot you down because I do not like you. I do not like you. Why are you telling people we are dating? And I, I'm sitting there. This is literally in the lunchroom. I'm sitting there and I'm like, uh, what? What are you talking? No, what are you talking? I never said that. Did I ever say that? I'm looking around at my friends next to me. I'm like, did I ever say that? Everyone's like, yeah. I'm like, no, I fucking didn't. What are you talking? What are you guys crazy? What are you guys crazy? And then I just start bawling my eyes out. And then I just start bawling my eyes out. So um, I can't believe that version of myself existed. I can't even imagine being that pathetic now. Imagine doing that. That is so fucking embarrassing, dude. That is so fucking embarrassing. So then I was thinking about it and I was just like, we were all fucked up in middle school, right? We were horny, hopeless romantics, you know, looking to find our next lover, you know, making up these crazy fucking extravagant stories in our head that we even believed. And I was like, you fuckers must have some good stories too. So I put on my story. I was like, call in. Let's do some fucking voicemails. We need to hear what the fuck was wrong with you guys in middle school. I'm really excited. I haven't listened to any of these yet. My intern Hannah did and she picked the best ones. I think that's better because if I listen to them all, I want to put them all in the episode. All right. Another little quick commercial break. And if you're watching on YouTube, I know this is you're probably like, what the fuck? My camera died. Okay. I'm sorry. My ducks, everything never goes my way. But uh, since this episode, I was talking about how I just want to like get married and just like have kids already. This is the perfect fucking ad right now. And when I think about weddings, I think about 
how hard they are to plan, how much shit there actually is to plan and how expensive they can be. And the perfect fucking thing for anyone planning a wedding is Zola.com. So whatever kind of wedding you're planning, Zola.com is the one place to start. So they have your back for literally everything. Like when you think about a wedding, it looks so beautiful and magical, but there is so much planning that goes into it. Like from little shit, like just getting your fucking cake or your personalized invites, your RSVPs, like to the fucking tableware that's going to be at the wedding, to the venue, to the dress, to the cake. There is so much shit that goes in to making a wedding happen and making a wedding magical. And Zola.com helps with everything in between like everything leading up to the wedding you're going to want to use zola.com over a million couples have used it to plan their weddings and they've come out so beautiful i was looking at pictures i actually looked at zola.com before this because i had never um done an ad read for it before and i wanted to be you know cultured i wanted to look at it i didn't want to spill you guys some bullshit and it's for fucking real like when I have my wedding, which will probably be soon for some fucking reason, I want to get married. I'm using Zola.com. So if you are thinking about, you know, planning your wedding soon and you're thinking of how expensive it can be, planning with Zola never is. And uh, it makes it the easiest. So here's my tip. Start with Zola. Go to Zola.com slash plan today and use code save 50 for 50% off your save the dates. That's a lot of fucking money. So Zola is the one place to start for your wedding day. That's Zola.com slash plan code save 50. I mean, get married in style. Use Zola. All right, let's get back to the show. So uh, let's get in to the fucking voicemails. I'm excited to see what they fucking sound like. Okay, so first voicemail. I think I'm only going to do two because I'm not sure how it's going to sound with my idiotic self doing this on my own for the first time. But here's the first voicemail. I haven't listened to any of these yet, and I'm really excited to. Okay, I think it should sound good. Oh my gosh. So when I was... 13 years old and in high school I became friends with this girl and her brothers were like drug dealers like they were like bad bad people gone to jail and everything and I was like wanting to be a rebel so I asked them to buy me vodka and me being literally 13 they told me vodka was a hundred dollars was a hundred fucking dollars and what did I do I literally gave them the hundred dollars to then get home hide in my closet take a shot, bark everywhere, and my mom took away my vodka, my $100 vodka. Goodbye. Love you, by the way. <laughs> okay. I mean, if you didn't do this in high school or middle school, like, if other if older people didn't take advantage of you in the way – no, that sounded crazy. If, if older people didn't use your stupidity as a way to gain more money from you when you were in high school, then you didn't really go to high school. Like, I remember – I paid like $40 for one blunt one time. Like this motherfucker rolled it and we were like 15. He, we were like, how much should we pay you? He was like, oh, it's going to be 20 each. We're like, all right, yeah, that's cool. That's straight. Like this tiny, minuscule, little skimpy ass blunt. We paid $40 for it. I remember there was this kid, honestly, kind of sketchy, way too old to be like chilling with us and way too old to be like wanting to buy us alcohol. I'm actually looking back on this. This is kind of weird. This motherfucker had graduated high school. I think we were in eighth grade and we were trying to get vodka and Burnett's. He got us a fucking bottle of Burnett's. I think that shit's $12 and we each threw like $35. There were six of us. He said 35 each. We were like, yes, sold. Easy deal. Money. Like if you didn't pay $100 for vodka in high school, did you really go to fucking high school? I love that shit. Okay, let's do one more voicemail. Okay, next voicemail. 
Hi, Bree. Love you. Love the podcast. Um, so when I was younger, I used to lecture in church, and there was one time where the reading said the word Gentile, and I read it as genitals. And then instead of just, you know, giggling my way through or whatever, I then doubled down and said, oh, shit, into the mic. So I was not asked back to lecture, but it's fine. I mean, you know, it happens. But that's it. That's my story. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, I mean, that's a lot to unpack. First of all, you're lecturing at church when you're younger. I could never fucking do that. First of all, church scares the shit out of me. Second, you're saying genitals and then saying, oh, shit, in front of a priest. Like, I went to a Catholic school when I was younger, and I just remember how horrified I was of, like, the priests and the nuns. So I give you props for that, honestly. That's fucking humiliating. I feel like we've done so many humiliating things. I got so many fucking voicemails, but my camera's going to die, and I need to get on a train back to New York. So, because I need to get ready for this fucking college tour. I'm so pumped. We got Penn State, the first fucking stop. I can't wait. So I'm going to probably make a TikTok series out of reacting to these because I can't put them all in the podcast right now so I love you so fucking much this was a solo episode next week won't be um I'm gonna start mixing in solos though because I really enjoy solos and I think a lot of you guys do too I love you so fucking much that's all for this week my degenerates always remember to stay true to yourself be whoever you want to be party hard and fucking sleep when you're dead I'll talk to your asses next Tuesday also can't fucking wait for this college tour Penn State get fucking ready